Hey, Scott. Yeah? Do you want to go on a cruise? Mm, I got sure. these tickets. What's the name of the boat? Um. Well, here's the thing. Okay, listen. Hear me out. It's a replica of Titanic. And it's going to take the original route that Titanic did. How accurate is the voyage? I hear the hesitation in your voice. Listen, it's not... It's not like... It's not what you're thinking. Did you win these tickets in a card game? Maybe. Are we gonna fall in love? Well, we're married, so I figured that was a given. <laughs> I mean, despite the fact that we have differences, different worlds we come from. What What different worlds? I'm a beautiful heiress. Are you? And you're a poor artist. You've been keeping secrets. Will you pay me like one of your French girls? Only if you wear this obscenely large diamond bracelet. That's right. We watched Titanic. So you know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Farmer. Here's a couple of acres. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. How'd you die? How old are you? Because you could be 20 something, but you could also be a teenager. You don't have to be me. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Gerland. And I'm... Wife Gerland. Not a French girl. <laughs> what? I mean, I haven't done the ancestry thing, so I might be French. Who knows? I know I'm French-Canadian. Oh, you hoser. So we are doing... This is a, actually a two-parter episode. We are doing VHS style of Titanic, parts one and two. Yeah, because... I love VHS. Fancy that. That's how it was split up. Well, I saw this growing in, up. I saw this in the theaters. You did not. No, I saw this on a VHS copy that my grandparents had. <laughs> I know, right? What an odd thing to have. Well, when I wasn't trying to watch Cats. <laughs> Wait, were those like the two movies that they had, Cats and Titanic? Well, along with all the Shirley Temple movies. Oh god. But I burned through those and I tried to I every time I w- was over there, I tried I tried to get through cats. Couldn't do it. Well, Could not do it. Because it was just the actual play, I, Well, because right? every year I thought, this is the year. This is the year I will finally understand cats. Are you like those people who try to get through like all three Godfathers at once? Listen, I like to... Once I... I am committed, okay? Sadly not committed enough to get through cats. But I almost got... I almost got through it. But it's always the same song. All I think of when I hear cats is Team America. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No. It was just it was always it, it was always the same song where I jumped off. Ca- what song? The first one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, in Team America, uh, one of the characters hates actors because he was basically oh, sexually wait, assaulted by I the remember. cast of Cats. I was 19 years old when the musical Cats came to our town. 
I couldn't wait to see it. After the show, I was asked if I wanted to go meet some of the performers backstage. Man, I was thrilled. But when I got back there, they were drunk and out of control. Rumpus Cat and McCavity kept feeling up my leg. I tried to leave, but Rumpel Teaser held me down and... I was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, so we are doing part one and part two, and we are stopping exactly where they stop in the VHS. Yep, and what a cliffhanger it leaves off of. <laughs> it's the, it's the, I feel like James Cameron knew that the movie was going to be broken up into two VHSs, so he purposely wrote this three-hour I mean... script to have that line be like, this is where tape one ends, and this is where tape two starts. Because he knew this because The Abyss was a like a two or three tape movie. Yeah. Can you imagine not only the fact that this, like that chilling line at the end of the first tape, but after that, can you imagine taking out the VHS tape, finding the other one, making sure it's like at the beginning and not like halfway through the middle. Then you got to rewind. Then you got to get back to the beginning. Then you got to play. I want to be that one guy who has no rec- recollection or knowledge of history and be like, huh, I wonder what happens to the Titanic. So uh, before we jump in, <laughs> get it, because I jumped in the water. Uh, before Some we of dive them jumped in. in. Some uh, of them. You, you know the backstory of Titanic, that this was a film that, Everyone, every studio told James Cameron. When you said you know the backstory of Titanic, I was just like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> the movie. We all know. Making the movie, not the actual Titanic. The boat sprouted wings and flew to Mars, and that's where they all live. Thank you. But it, We've colonized it. They they just, it's the government keeping <laughs> secrets on us. Okay, big brother. Um, So... Do you know any of the history of making Titanic? Like how everyone in Hollywood was like, don't do it. That, like, no, I don't. And James Cameron was like, fuck you, I do what I want. Pretty much. That's exactly what happened. Because he had success with um, Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens. He was on like a hot streak. And then uh, he made True Lies. And that was kind of a marginal hit. But they're like, okay, how are you going to follow this up? And he's like titanic oh people don't like disaster movies and keep in mind this was like before independence day came out Mm. is when he they do if they like boobies in them (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anyone knew that part but like he went over budget that was his pitch (laughs) he he went over budget he literally built a replica of the titanic in mexico and they they filmed this before um, before he even got the budget for it, he was just like, guys, guys. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, um, and, and he had to get two studios involved. He had to get both Paramount and Fox. That's a lot of cash. I just have a vision of James Cameron. Like, he's so obsessed with water. Have you noticed? He get loves- out of here. Him obsessed with water? You're I just kidding. have this vision of him like in a beach house and every morning he just walks out naked wearing this like oh, like g- gigantic necklace and he's just like, take me waves. Where are you going with this? I don't know. 
Um, like he just has like he just has a very almost I don't want to say a, a, a sexual obsession with water. <laughs> you can say it. He has a sexual obsession with water. All right. He has a sexual obsession with water. Just like how Tarantino has a sexual obsession with feed. Well, yeah, that's well established. Um, And apparently 50s nostalgia. But so James Cameron had like so much interference from the studios. Uh, they tried to cast Jack and Rose and he knew who he wanted. He wanted DiCaprio from the very beginning, and uh -huh. he wanted Kate Winslet. Okay. And the list that the studio gave him for Jack was Chris O'Donnell from Batman and Robin. That guy. Uh, he's on NCIS Los Angeles. Remember Fred Green Tomatoes? That guy. The guy who got hit by the train. Um, Matthew McConaughey. That guy. <laughs> you know oh, stop it. You know who Matthew McConaughey I know. is. Uh, Remind me what he's been in. Matthew McConaughey? Yes. All right, all right, all right. I'm driving this Lincoln. Oh, my Lincoln. God. It has been such a long day. <laughs> uh, true Detective. I see a lot of lawbreakers. I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. Um, if anyone's in Magic I Mike. woke up very early. <laughs> and uh, Billy Crudup, Dr. Manhattan. Ah, him. And uh, he's from Almost Famous. And then, like, they wanted... Like Kate Blanchett or Madonna, they wanted really weird women to play Rose. He's like, no, they have to be like seventeen, eighteen. They they need to not know what love is, and uh, that's why he casted Romeo and Kate Winslet, <laughs> and because he knew like DiCaprio was gonna be like a huge star. Yeah, I mean, well, by this point he had been in Forrest Gump, or not Forrest Gump. Oh what's my God. eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, what's eating Gilbert Grape? But that's about it because Romeo and Juliet hadn't come out. He was filming these both. Yeah, the but I mean, it, it was very clear from early on that the kid had talent. True, but people didn't know because he was just that kid from Growing Pains. Okay. Um. Yeah, and, and that's basically it. Like, then it became the biggest movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it won Best Picture. It was nominated for 11 Academy Awards, which was unheard of at the time. And then James Cameron came out on stage dressed as Poseidon, and he was like, suck it, assholes. <laughs> you never believed in me anyway. Kind of, because, like, he... he, he I am the god of the sea! He used his like Oscar speech to basically slight a film critic who gave him shit. Oh, like that's that that's James Cameron. That's why when like his ex-wife, uh, Catherine Bigelow, who made yeah, the Hurt made Locker, the Hurt Locker yeah. that's why they made all those jokes that she knew what it was like to be under a domineering man. Uh huh. That's why they made because they're like, oh, you were married to James Cameron for ten years. Yeah. He he's a very petty man. I'm just. Oh, kidding. I'm I'm sure he is. And then, then after he won the Oscar, he took out like three pages in that that film critics magazine. But as it turns out, he's a very talented artist. <laughs> yeah, but most artists, you know, because I didn't know that he actually drew. Uh, oh yeah, he's the hands of of Jack drawing Rose. Yeah, did she actually have to pose for him? You can't see, but I'm giving Haley a face. Yes. Well, some people work off of a reference photo. But uh, he literally was drawing her as they were filming that scene. Okay, well, it <laughs> I, that just has to be super awkward. No, because the director's going to be there anyway. So 
you know, probably took a while though. Get me my Crayolas. <laughs> so any hoozle, uh, this was like, so this came out in 97. I was in fifth grade when this came out. And okay. all the girls. Wait, gir- let me do the math here. Ow, Stella. Sorry. Stella's right by me. Um, let's see. Wait. I was 10 or 11. You were 10. Okay, so I was... Six. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was in fifth grade. Okay. So you were probably in first or... Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) So, um, like, all of the girls in my class were like, oh, Leonardo, he's so dreamy. And I was like, what about Billy Zane? (laughs) Meanwhile, I was, you know... Sitting in first grade, just drawing pictures of the Ninja Turtles. That was my Leonardo. <laughs> I uh, like it because he has the swords. <laughs> why did little you sound like Missy from from Big Mouth? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so one of my friends, who I'm still friends with today, um, I'm not going to say her name because she's actually an actress in Hollywood. Okay. But she had... The Titanic. Look at you, name dropping. Not name dropping, but she had this Titanic book. Like, know how they now have like the art of this, mm-hmm. the art of Kubo and the two strings, the art of the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. Um, she had the art of Titanic, and it had like everything. Stella. <laughs> that noise you're hearing in the background, that squeaking, is is Stella's squeak toy. Actually, it's Scott's butt. <laughs> No, but um, so, so she had an uh, a book on the art of Titanic before those books were like even a thing. That's that, that's impressive. No, they were always a thing. Oh wait, no, that's not true. Ninety seven was the year those books became a thing because they had the weirdest the art of. Because I, I used to go to the Barnes and Noble, mm. and my mom's like, "Why don't you get a book?" And I always went to like the movie section. And you're like, "I will get a book about movies." Yeah, pretty much. So they have like the art of Men in Black. The art of uh, um, my best friend's wedding. They had really weird ones. And then, like, the art of Titanic. Okay. And in it, they had, like, every single character. And I liked the character I liked. I liked the bad guy. I liked Billy Zane. Probably best. Maybe our business and politics, that sort of thing. Wouldn't interest you. I'm a Dawson. Good of you to come. You like the guy who looks like he's tied several women to train tracks. Well, because he was the Phantom in the movie The Phantom, and I saw it on my birthday. That's that's literally, in this movie, that's the first thing I thought when I saw him. Like, how many women, how many prostitutes who that he has gotten pregnant and tied to train tracks? You know, because that's how they used to solve problems in the old days. I feel the same way about him that I feel about the Duke and Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Like, at first you feel bad because he's like an idiot. And then he just does something. Well, he has a moment where he literally flips the table. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. On his character and also the table. But the odd part is it's kind of exactly in the same time frame of the movie of Moulin Rouge that it is in Titanic. That's true. But at least here, like, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it doesn't feel as cartoony. As it does there, but he let's breaks her hand like he pulls her hands back in Moulin Rouge. Yeah, 
all, all he does in this one is just flip a table and then yeah. then the maid's like, oh, Miss Rose. Well, going back to Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge has jumped the shark the movie. Like, it's just so over the top. And and this is Hit the Iceberg, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. When When I saw this the first time, so we saw this, my parents, I saw this with my mom, my dad, and my sister. Okay. And I was incredibly uncomfortable during the the Kate Winslet scene. Which one? The nude scene. Which one? She has one. Not necessarily. She has the the car scene in this movie. We'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was incredibly awkward sitting in the theater um, with my mom and my sister. It was what? <laughs> it's true. Oh, nothing. There's just too many funny things I want to say that I'm not going to. Thank you. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I just thought of when we were watching it. When we were watching it, I said something that made you laugh really hard. I just remembered what it was. What? What? It's when Rose is in the robe and she enters and she's twirling it around and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and pretending to be Jack. I go. Yeah, I'm not sexually attracted to you anymore. I'm going. (laughs) The pleasure's in the chase. (laughs) The last thing I need is another picture of me looking like a porcelain doll. As a paying customer, I expect to get what I want. Um, What if, what if, um, I had this thought today. The the Irish guy in the beginning, who he is talking to with Fabrizio. Oh, um, uh, Tommy O'Flanagan. Right, right. Where he like I they're talking, and he spots Rose for the first time, and the guy's like, "Oh, you're as likely to have angels fly out of your ass as to get next to the likes of her." And <laughs> yeah, that was Haley's attempt at an Irish accent. <laughs> um, but say they're magically delicious. <laughs> no. No, but he, uh, he, yeah, he says, you know, he basically challenges Leo. What if this whole thing is just like a secret bet? Like between- a she's all that style <laughs> <Yeah>. bet? <laughs> and like, he just walked, like, you know, they, they do it in the car and then he just walks out and he walks back to the boiler room where, you know, Mr. Uh, Tommy O'Flanagan. Yeah. Tommy O'Flanagan works and he's just like, ha, <laughs> I did it. Pay me 10 galleons or whatever <laughs> this isn't harry potter 10 galleons um you you were getting worried about me because one of my favorite characters is fabrizio like i feel so, why i don't know why I, he's I, barely in the movie because he like the actor who plays him, and also as we discussed in the movie his whole character is just saying words in Italian, just like it just sounds like he's not a lasagna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a marinara, a fiat. We're, we're going back if you a rem- Lamborghini, if you remember the Buckaroo Bonsai episode when we did uh, when we did us doing John Lithgow saying different things, pasta puttanesca. <laughs> no, I, I liked Fabrizio for the same reason why I liked John Lithgow because he just did these. Like over the top Italian accent, where it's clearly an American actor doing oh a yeah very offensive like Italian impression. He's like, "What do you mean we're not going to see my mama for a very long time?" Also, he's Italian. 
he's how how well is he going to do without his mom? Like seriously, <laughs> you'd think he'd be actually disappointed. Well, he doesn't do that well because he ends up dying on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. But that's safe for tape too. He did. Uh, I'm trying to remember how he died. Like obviously he ends up in the water, but like I don't remember. No, doesn't him and Tommy get shot? I thought. No. Is it just Tommy who gets shot? I don't. Yeah, it's just Tommy. Yeah. Okay. Because, but Fabrizio dies. Yes. I do remember that. Um, I always get sad when Fabrizio dies. <laughs> he either dies or he lives. There is no in between. Before we even get uh, record the second one. Um, yeah, because we're only going to be covering what was in the first disc. Yeah. Because also in DVD, it's split in half. Right. Right. But on the blue Blu-ray, which we watched, <laughs> and also we have the digital copy too. Um, yeah. And uh, in, in the Blu-ray, it's the the entire movie. So I had to look up where where it stopped because I'm like, I'm not I'm not doing disc one, disc two. I want to see this in high def. Um, yeah, but you figured out exactly where the first I had to movie stopped. Like Google questions didn't even have have it. I had to go all the way back to ask Jeeves. You did not go to ask Jeeves. I, I, you did not ask Jeeves. That's the link that came up when I asked it because it didn't have Google. It didn't have Yahoo answers. It was ask Jeeves that had this. I love how like there's probably younger listeners to this who are like, what do you mean you have to like rewind the movie? What do you mean? There was what a is, magical time. What when- is ask Jeeves? Like, <laughs> We're giving people here a real education <laughs> in 90s culture. Yeah. Well, I'm... As I've stated on the podcast before, 90s is my favorite time period. I loved growing up in the 90s. How much do you love the 90s? Do you, more, love, do you love it more than James Cameron loves water? Um, Let's not... <laughs> let's let's not, not go too far. Th- yeah, that that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, let's see. Things I loved about the 90s. Blockbuster video or any movie rental house. You should throw up like a dial-up sound in this podcast just to really fuck I hate with a dial-up. I I got to I got to say that I hate a dial-up. Oh, but, didn't we all? But I did Was there anyone who truly loved dial-up? Okay, let's see. Supersized food at McDonald's, being able to supersize your meal. Not not the fact that they did it, just being able to say supersize me. Um <laughs> uh Dunkaroos. Doesn't sound sexual at all. <laughs> Dunkaroos, uh, sir. Oh, Dunkaroos. I was never allowed to have those because they were too like anything that was really good in the nineties, like was super bad for you. Dunkaroos was bad for you. Um, I love how this just turned into what we what we remember from the nineties. But then, like this movie became a good chunk of the nineties for me because it did. There was like a lot of you know people standing in front of boats saying, "I'm king of the world." <laughs> Yeah, um, not, and still doing that. To not this that day. I did that and on a playground. Uh, that's different. That's different Be- because there was one of the playgrounds. You're not like on the Long Island ferry, you know. You know, no, no. There was sauntering a up to the top, like you know. There was a playground growing up that had like they made it look like it was a ship, and I remember those too. Those yeah. were fun. Yeah, and I did that. Not proud, but uh, and then I asked everyone to paint me like one of their French girls. <laughs> that is true. That that's just a line. Like, it shouldn't be popular from that movie, but it truly is. 
Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. I never thought that this movie would be like as huge as it was. Really? I didn't. Well, to be fair, like we didn't have like we didn't have the means to like create a hype like we do today. Right, cuz this We was- didn't have Twitter, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have um IMDb. It was newspapers YouTube. and magazines. In, yeah. in like I mean, Oprah did a special on, on this movie, but she also did a special on, like, As Good As It Gets and Goodwill Hunting, which all came out at the same right, time. Right, but, like, still, like, to creating, like, it was a slow burn as far as, like, hype was concerned back then. Yeah, and, like, until the movie came out, until Titanic came out, this came out, like, firing on all cylinders. And I truly... Or on be- all engines. <laughs> Burners. Burners. Yeah. Um... And it, it, honestly, this movie only did as well as it did because of Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. Because you don't, you don't think Kate Winslet played a part in it? She wasn't. All? She wasn't that famous. She was only. This was like her second movie. Oh, what was her? Our first? third. Her Earth. first was Heavenly Creatures, and then she did Sense and Sensibility. Oh, okay. And then she did this at the same time. Okay. So like, people didn't know her the way they knew Leo, and you said people barely knew Leo earlier. Okay, no, when he was cast... Take your pick, No, no, when he was cast, Romeo and Juliet didn't come out. The year before this came out, Romeo and Juliet came out. You did not say that. Well, now I'm saying that. Romeo plus Juliet. Boz Lerman, bag lunchman. (laughs) Bag bag lunchman. Hello, love. Oi, oi. Oh, God. That man will hunt me for the rest of my days. (laughs) Before I get sidetracked, I'm just going to throw this out out there. I did get a tweet asking if I was going to do every Boslerman movie. Yes, I am. I am eventually on this podcast going to get around what? getting through every Boslerman movie. I have three left. I have three left. <laughs> and Strictly Ballroom will be the last one. I just picture like a video montage of you um, with like the sweatband on and Eye of the Tigers playing as you pop in the DVDs. Oh, you, you know that it wouldn't be Eye of the Tiger. What song would it be from a Travolta movie? Oh, this is the end. From Staying Alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank Stallone's This is the End. Um, but yeah, uh, DiCaprio became huge because of Romeo plus Juliet. And uh, what's his name? Cameron's like, ha ha. Now my movie's going to be super successful. And then it came out and like all the ladies had DiCaprio fever. Yeah. And then after they saw they saw were the like movie, the bear from the Revenant. They just wanted a piece of him. Well, the weird thing is, like, there wasn't a girl I knew that did not want to be like with Jack. They didn't want Leonardo DiCaprio. They wanted Jack Dawson. I wasn't that person. <laughs> I mean, between if I had to choose between uh, what's his name, Cal. Uh yeah, Cal, and um, and Jack. Yeah. You'd pick Fabrizio? No, I'd pick the Irish guy. Tommy O'Flanagan? Yeah, even though he dies. Uh, what, about, to, what about Victor although, Garber? Although, he's kind of a lucky one because he gets shot. <laughs> he got well, to go out quickly. No, he doesn't because he gets sh- he gets shot in the stomach. No, that's you, you die within like five to ten minutes. It's a painful death. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if he gets shot in the stomach. Cause we'll we'll see in just two. Yeah. Um, 
What about Victor Garber? You wouldn't want to be whisked away by Victor Garber. <laughs> the man who designed the Titanic. Oh, no, wait. What am I talking about? There's Bill Paxton is in this movie. Oh, that's... R- oh, God. <laughs> Your crush on Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. It's their voices. I. It's so, honestly So like, you like mumblers. Yeah, it like he's this? not a mumbler. Bill he's, Pullman is a mumbler. They're not mumblers. I can understand everything they say. Do you have a do you have crushes on all the men who look very similar? Dermot Mulrooney <laughs> and Dylan McDermott. No, no. It, it, Matt it's Damon truly, and Jesse like, Plemons. They have these very like soft, soothing voices. Because they have like that bedtime like, story that are, like, voices. Both, both like gentle and rugged at the same time. Well, so does John Hamm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a crush on him, too. <laughs> now let's go through all of the men I have crushes on. Oh, really? Do you now? It's just Kevin Klein. <laughs> because of a fish called Wanda. <laughs> Fine, we'll go through all of the actresses who I have a crush on. No, Peter Nyong'o. Well, I mean, yeah, we all. It. Yeah, we, <laughs> Little Peter we Nona. both have a crush on Lupita Nyong'o. And Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she got engaged today. Good for her dating this episode now. <laughs> uh, whatever. But yeah, Bill Paxton, I actually, when I saw this the first time, I wasn't sure we were in the right theater <laughs> because it opens up with, with them, with these submarines. It's like, this isn't 1912 because it opens <laughs> up with these submarines. This is a pretty high tech submarines. Uh, yeah. Like, like doing a, uh, a documentary. And then you realize that, that what they're looking for is the Titanic. And they, right. Fu- yeah. That had to be confused. Like, cause I, did they show that in the original trailer? I don't know if they did. No, no, no. Okay. It was all 1912. So everybody's sitting in the theater. Like, what? Yeah, because it doesn't say ti- it doesn't say Titanic until yeah after they introduce Bill Paxton yeah and that then it shimmers once they open up the thing. It's a I tell you what, seeing that like I did initially seeing this whole scene, I did want to become a marine biologist because I was like, oh, that's so cool. They're like deep sea treasure hunters, but you could die. <laughs> Yes, when I when I realized like I have a crushing fear of open water, but also and small spaces and and small well and less, and when you realize that the men looks less like Bill Pullman, no, uh, Bill Paxton, no. and more like that that big chubby guy. No, it it's the fact that the ocean is a world of nightmares, especially the deeper you go, <laughs> and there's things down there that will just like make you jump out of your skin like that big and wish guy. you were never born <laughs> apparently that guy who is with bill paxton is one of like the documentarians who usually works with with james cameron on these titanic documentaries and he wrote that character i guess he asked john goodman and he asked like all of these other chubbier actors like chris farley and then he ended up casting that guy oh, okay imagine if chris farley was that character I mean, he owns it. I totally buy him as like a experienced marine biologist. Because he is. No, you said that he looked like the guy that he worked with. No, that's the actual guy he worked with. Oh, okay. All right. You didn't mention that. But but so the footage, the footage is real. They yeah, actually, it's from, yeah. It's from Ghost of the Abyss. Which as it turns out, like, I mean, it's good that we have this on 
you know, in a movie because, and also obviously in the documentary, because they're saying that Titanic, the the ruins itself is going to like basically disintegrate by like, I don't know, 2050 or something. That's sad. Isn't it though? You know or what's they... sadder? All the people that died on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll get to that in part two. Because uh, there's a character who's in part two who was actually, um, she's been in a whole bunch of James Cameron movies, including Aliens and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. But we'll get to that. We'll get to her. Um, the weird thing about this movie is like how he gets so pissed. Bill Paxton gets so pissed when they open up the safe. He's like, ah, this is it. We're going to find the heart of the ocean. And then he just finds all of these naked lady pictures. And he's like, no, there's only one. There's no, I thought it was his entire. No, but remember he, he, he only, she only leaves her picture. I thought she left his entire thing. No, I thought it was his entire leather dossier. I don't. No, no, it's all of them because because the when when they right, but she wasn't the first page of that book. Well, he she put him first. She put herself first. I don't because the the I guess the ship police because there there are police on the ship and they do a good job. Yeah, but he's going through all of Jack's. I mean, aside from the lack of lifeboats and yeah. He's going through all of Jack's like drawings and he's like, these are pretty good. And he's like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they stole my diamond. Yeah. So it's all of the. I do. I do like the shade of what she writes on the on the drawing, like or not on the drawing. She leaves a note. Now you can keep us both in your safe. Ooh. I will say that Rose. Both and old, he's like, damn it, I should have tied her to the train tracks when I had the chance. Both old Rose and young Rose are sassy bitches. Yep. <laughs> they're so sassy yep. because... Well, that's good, though, because it shows like the continuity and like, there's some facets of their character that have remained the same. Well, the one line that I always remember from this movie is when, uh, when Rose goes... <laughs> old Rose goes, uh, Mr. Bradley, what are you asking? Did we do it? Did we uh, make the whoopee? <laughs> that scene, that scene alone, like that car must have smelled awful <laughs> afterwards. I mean, if, if it weren't for the fact that like everybody dies that night. Yeah. Can you imagine just you like You would have to going... burn that car. <laughs> because like the, the windows were all steamed up. And I was saying to you when the guy goes, aha, he goes to open the door and he goes, aha. Oh my God, it smells so bad in here. Oh God. It smells like sex. I used to work on a fishing ship. <laughs> and uh, it didn't smell as bad as this. Oh, what is that, tuna? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You put it out there. I just meant it smelled like sex, but yeah, I. Uh, They've been on that boat a while. <laughs> yeah, like you can't back then. You didn't have showers on. Like every couple weeks, I don't know. <laughs> I I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea how the facilities worked on there. Um, I I do love. I will say that DiCaprio is incredibly charming. He is. He does a good job. Um, and so is, you know, Kate Winslet. 
Yeah. They but- they have chemistry. Like no one can deny it. They have great chemistry, but she is so easily like she falls in love with him so easily. Well, it's that Disney magic. That non Disney Disney magic. That Paramount Disney magic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but tec- it's, oh, but technically least, this is now a Disney movie because it's Fox. But it, at least it's it's believable. But it's not like they're saying like, oh, let's get married. It's just she's lived a very sheltered life. This is the first person she's come into contact with that's like made her feel like a person. Yeah, she's so, so she's sowing some wild oats. Right, and basic like they just know that when they get off the boat, yes, they're going to continue their romance. You know, but that doesn't happen. Well, I always believe that that he doesn't exist. I know there's film theories yeah, that there's, he's a time yeah. traveler, but I like to think that he's just a figment of her imagination. Well, the time traveler thing hinges on the fact that when he dies, he's mentioning to her all the things he's going to, like she's going to do. And I mean, yeah, he kind of predicts some stuff ahead of time, but I think well, that's yeah, because because yeah. in the theories, like. Most of the stuff he says in places he's he he's been don't exist yet. <laughs> um yeah. uh, in the theory. But but also um the fact that uh I'm trying to remember the line. I it's uh oh there's no record of a Jack Dawson on the ship and she goes, Yeah, there wouldn't be. Like Well yeah, but that makes sense too because he got on literally at the last minute. This is true. But they still had to take like a count every day and write their names down. And speaking uh, of that, like, can you imagine like Sven, that guy he gets the tickets from, like he wins them in a gambling game. Uh, oh yeah, that guy must have been like a Whoo! gambling game. He wins them at cards. A game of poker. A gambling game, Haley. A gambling, a gambling game. game. Can you imagine me just rolling up to a casino? I'm wearing a pretty dress. I like to play a gambling game. <laughs> Can you take me to where the gambling games are? <laughs> I I just that scene of them playing. I have money. <laughs> now you're Julia Roberts. I have money, but I have money. I just I don't buy him as a really good card player. Like he's a card player the way like Bugs Bunny is a card player. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. 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 Full house, boys. <laughs> I guess. I, I just imagine Jack not having like a poker face at all. Like he gets the cards and he has a full house. And he's like, oh, man, these cards, <laughs> these cards suck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man, I got a really bad hand. I'm bummed. No, nah, man, I'm bummed. This is a bad hand. Because but like, you know, he he wins obviously, and him and Fabrizio go on their honeymoon together and say, um, "I'm the king of the world." Yep. And just later that week, when all the headlines come out, poor Sven, who was so dejected because he never got to go on the ship of dreams, as they call it, and then he sees the news and he's like, "Oh, baby, <laughs> I'm feeling lucky." <laughs> Sven died in a knife fight that night. <laughs> Yeah, I would have loved Bill Bill Paxton and be like, yeah, but what happened to Sven? Oh, he died that evening of syphilis. No, but I truly believe that Cal has syphilis. Why? You can't just he drop... Just, he just seems 
like he's sown his wild oats. Did you think he was banging and... her mom? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was banging yeah. Rose's mom. Yeah. Who was played by Frances Fisher. I mean, she had to make sure he was good enough for her daughter. And that seemed to entail. Gross. You know. But, <laughs> but, but she's played by Frances <laughs> no, Fisher. No, but like, there's who... definitely a vibe there. Yeah. Frances Fisher is the former Mrs. Clint Eastwood. Mm. Um, Now Clint Eastwood's ex-wife, who they're still close friends. It's really weird. They still make movies together. Yeah. Um, Teach their own. But she, if anyone knows, there she has starred in like a ton of Oscar-winning movies, but she's never been nominated. Mm. She was in um, Unforgiven. She's in this, like always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Mm. Um, Just like Leo was for a very long time. He didn't get nominated for this. He actually got snubbed. Well, um, I'm just saying he he didn't get his just desserts until much later, 2016. But no, but Cal seems like. Like, like a what? What's her name? That movie with the singer, the Walt, uh, Francis Foster or whatever. Francis oh, Foster Jenkins. Flor Florence yeah. Foster Jenkins. <laughs> Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, her real her first husband. Yeah. What if that was her husband? Like, <laughs> no, but like she like wrote his whole his. He's so hung up on the fact that Rose won't sleep with him. In an age where, of course, like, you know, it was all about waiting till marriage anyway. He was so. banging the unsinkable Molly Brown. No, but I feel like sh like Rose knew. <laughs> like, somehow she knew. <laughs> she had, like, basically syphilis star. No, I, I just, like, he just seems like the type of guy who is just upset because <laughs> he's not getting any because yeah of that and like the fact that he's like so unstable <laughs> i mean yeah of course he's the villain he's going to be this unstable also he creep, could be like a spoiled but, rich boy yeah right but i i don't know that's my theory <laughs> it took it took me until i was in college or at the end of high school to realize that when he when jack saves rose um and they they come to see what the matter is. It took me a while to realize, oh, they thought he was sexually assaulting her. Well, I feel like most kids aren't going to pick up on that. But I'm starting to realize, like, watching old movies that I grew up loving, watching them again. Um, I rewatched Mighty Ducks, and I totally never understood that not only was he an alcoholic, Gordon Bombay was an alcoholic, but he also, like, doctored legal like documents to win his cases. I didn't realize that until like this year. I have year. no idea who that is. Emilio Estevez's character in the Mighty Ducks, the okay. coach. But like, like that in in this type of thing, I didn't realize because I was a kid. You, you don't you don't anticipate. No, but kudos to the the ship police or whatever the hell they're called. We're gonna um, call them the ship police. Yeah, ship police. Sounds like we're saying shit police. Oh. We are now ship police, the poop deck police. <laughs> anyway, so the poop deck police do a very good job, and like, you know, they do the good thing. They they immediately, yeah. Well, they put him under arrest. They immediately separate him from the potential victim, which is good. Yeah, but it takes her forever to like come to his defense. 
It takes that, her long. That is, that is true. It takes her longer than. She's like, like I'm going to see how this plays out. Oh, that's I'm another rough re- them up a little bit. That's another reason why um, it's it's speculated that Jack is a time traveler because he goes back in time to save Rose so she can have a life, but by doing that, he caused the Titanic to sink because if she jumped and died, they would have had to stop the boat. No, not necessarily, because it would have taken them a while. I'm just going with what the the film theory. No, but they would have they would have had to stop the boat when they only if people by then it would have been too late. Yeah, but they would have had to stop the boat, and then this is just the theory. Don't shoot the theorist messenger. Um, the theorist messenger. That's right. Um, just like the poop deck police. Yeah, the poop deck police. <laughs> um, yeah, they would have had to stop the boat and then send out search boats. And then find her dead body, and by that time the ice. Oh, she would have sink. Yeah, she would sink. She yeah. would have sink. The, the, she would have sank. The icebergs would have like parted, or no, went. not necessarily. This is just the theory. Don't shoot the messenger. I don't like this theory. Um, it's they full also, of holes. They also would just have like gone, the Titanic. They also would have gone during the day. They would have been in daylight when they would have approached that area. Eh. I. Eh. It it's a it's a fine theory. Yeah, but, but it, even then, the problem with that is, back then, they still. I mean, yeah, they would have probably given it a wide berth, but a lot of people didn't know back then that it's, what it, what is it like eighty ninety percent of the iceberg is under the ice, mm-hmm. and you could just have like this tiny little nub <laughs> sticking up out of the water, and then there'd just be this big girthy thing of ice underneath i didn't mean for that to that sound. sounded so sexual I didn't mean. <laughs> that sounded so gross I didn't mean. <laughs> you take this beloved movie about a lady who's sowing her wild oats by twirling her little nightgown thingy and posing naked for a starving artist speaking of that he she hands him like a, a dime a dime I, I really wanted him to just look up at her and be like ma'am please a quarter. Like, <laughs> who do you take me for, madame? I am a fine artist. I may not be a Monet or a Picasso like you've somehow procured in your dressing room. But okay. <laughs> now, I just realized we haven't talked about my actual favorite character. I keep joking that it's Fabrizio. The unsinkable Molly Brown is my favorite uh, yes. character. She she truly is my favorite character. Um because it's Kathy Bates. It's just <laughs> Kathy Bates playing Kathy Bates. Yeah. Like, she's not doing a character. She She's, like, saying lines. It, yeah, it really... It's it just really, Kathy yeah. Bates being yeah. Kathy Bates. But um, you don't... You don't... And still, somehow, she... Like... Like, usually you notice it when a char- Like, an actor is just playing themselves. Like, you're not able to distinguish the character itself. You're just like, oh, that's Kathy Bates. But here, you believe she is molly brown yeah because new money yeah you believe that she'll beat the crap out of cal yeah and at the dinner scene so she just you know motorboats him to death (laughs) i love i love when billy zane is ordering food for kate winslet i could have watched she'll have the lamb with the mint sauce if this movie was three hours long and just him ordering food for her i would have loved it like (laughs) like they go through the entire seven course meal like, okay, we'll start out with uh, the scallops wrapped in bacon and she'll have the asparagus 
but not too much because I don't want her pee smelling funny. So then <laughs> next, we're going to have for our salads, I'm going to have a watercress. She's going to have a wedge. I'm serious. I want to see a movie where it's just Billy Zane on the Titanic ordering food for her the entire time. And then all of a sudden you just feel a bump. He's like, oh, what was that? Oh, the boat's sinking now. There's no them having sex. Oh, well, I got to finish this meal. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no Jack and Rose having sex or him drawing her. It's them just ordering food. Actually, I would like it if they like what kept going back and forth between them having sex and just him like, mm, this lamb is delicious. <laughs> she should be here any moment now. Also, David Warner plays his assassin, like, hitman ballet bodyguard, uh, mm. Billy Zanes. And um, you, did you see Tron? The original Tron? No. David Warner is this very famous British actor. He was in Time Bandits. He's He's been in everything. Mm-hmm. And to see him, like, designated to this very, like, this role is... A, he's scary, but he has, like, no real lines. Mm. And I'm shocked that they got David Warner, of all people, to play that role. <laughs> like, that's like a Liam Neeson role. Like, you need a no, big... No, I buy him in this role. I totally buy him in he this role. He looks like someone's grandpa. Like, the moment where he's, like, looking uh, Leo over for the first time, and he's like, hmm, funny, you had time to untie your shoes. Like, I totally buy it. I totally buy that he was next cop. M- like, maybe the, like... Like, he wasn't a beat cop. Like, maybe he was, like, a fancy detective, but he was still a cop. A dirty cop? Oh, yes. Like a departed style Like, cop. He, it's very clear that, you know, a little money will sway him either way. Well, how else is he going to get syphilis? Yeah. And give it to Cal? Yeah. I, I truly always believe that Cal and, and his... Everyone's just having sex with Cal. I just believe that Cal and his his valet bodyguard were lovers mm. secretly. Mm. If I can't have her, you can have me, my lord. I don't know why he's all of a sudden like. It's like a LeFou situation. <laughs> ah, gee, Cal. Oh man, I would have loved. Oh my god, to to have a like Gaston style um, musical number all about Cal in the middle. Well, she's like being drawn by Jack. Like yeah. that's going on. Well, you never notice me, but I notice you. No one drinks like Cal. No one fights like Cal. No okay, one no, this is very, very money. forced. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. They truly have this weird Gaston LeFou relationship. Well, it's very clear he's a well paid manservant. He carries a gun. What nope. kind of jewelry is he getting? <laughs> also, um, she said, uh, Rose says to Bill Paxton that she only wore that once, wore the Heart of the Ocean once. Uh-huh. She wore it twice. No, with him. No, she wore it. Cal put it on her. He took it off, but technically... Ah, it wasn't, yeah. Well, she's a liar. She's a- <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if he gave that to the mom, like immediately in bed with him? (laughs) 56 carats, you say? I would have settled for one. I just. uh, This movie. I like it. The movie that launched a thousand 
jeweled necklaces. I have a weird relationship with this movie because I like it, but at the same time, I don't. I only own it because I want to have like all these Oscar-nominated movies in my collection mm-hmm. and Oscar winners. But at the same time, like there are times where I actually want to watch this movie. And I mean, it's a good movie, but it just reminds me so much of fifth grade. Like <laughs> every fifth grade dance, all the girls just like here. Can you wear these this plain white shirt and suspenders? And can you ruffle your hair just to, you know, make it look like um oh no one in particular? <laughs> but every every dance every school dance the slow song we had two, oh was really we had two really? or three slow songs it was uh casey and jojo all my life i have no idea what that is really really um and then that was the first one. And then to end every dance, the last slow song is, this is the one, make it count. Near, far, wherever you are. Very nice. But every school dance. Did you transform into Celine Dion before my eyes? <laughs> Beat it, Spider-Man. If only I could whistle. <laughs> She she did not want to sing that song. Really? Yeah, they had to convince uh, the her. The song that made her most famous. <laughs> yeah, because she thought, uh, what's that song? It's all coming back to me. Was going to make her famous. Oh, sweet Celine. <laughs> sweet, sweet Celine. I was thinking about this today. That This makes me really sad because this movie has two people who died too young. You have Bill Paxton who died because of open heart surgery. And then so sad. James Horner, who did all of James Cameron's movies. He did most of the scores. I think Terminator one and two are the only ones he didn't work on, Mm -hmm. but he also, in addition to writing this, he wrote my heart will go on. Okay. He wrote the lyrics. Okay. And he wrote the music. Do you think that was like based on a poem he wrote for a girl when he was young and he just kept no, the lyrics around? I do not. And he's like, finally, my moment has come. But James Horner also wrote the scores to other famous movies like Casper and uh, Babe. And oh my God. Uh, Those are some good movies. And I think Star Trek First Contact. Like Those he, are some good, strong... I mean, I don't know about the and Star Wars ha- he, First Con- or Star Trek First Contact. That's one of my favorite Star okay. Trek movies. But he died in the most tragic way. Oh, God. He what? died flying a plane. Flying a plane? Yeah. Oh, okay. He died in a plane crash. No. Oh. Because I guess he was... Yes, a, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Celine Dion did not want to sing this song. Okay. She did not. And James Horner had to convince her... He did her- not... She didn't think it was going to help her career. You, you had a, uh, I had a time was was a moment there. She did not. Um, she did not think this was going to help her career. She thought the song. Puh. Yeah. Puh. And this, this is what she's most famous for. That yeah. that's This is why Ryan Reynolds got her to do Ashes. Yeah. Because of <laughs> Titanic. 
which good I don't, song. I don't. It's e- a good song. I don't even want to get into the fact that Ashes was not nominated for best song. Um, but yeah, I love how Black Panther was nominated for best. Not that it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie and it's not worthy of nomination. I'm just saying if you're going to do that, also nominate Ashes. <laughs> it's weird. Take something non-traditional and you know it's, throw it in there with the rest. It's weird. Um, but yeah, uh, and Gloria Stewart, who played old Rose, she mm-hmm. actually lived to be a hundred and James Good for her. and Bill Paxton mm-hmm. died too young. Yep. But she was only 80 when she made this movie. Mm. And this was, a fir- I remember you saying they aged her up a little bit. Yeah. She does have the same eyes that Kate Winslet does. I think that was digitally imposed. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was looking it up today, and they did some digital effects on her face. Mm. Um, but this was the one example. I think not since The Godfather has two actors been nominated for playing the same character. But I think this was the first time that two actors were nominated for playing the same character in the same movie at the same time. Okay. So what else happens in this movie? We've got, you know, Jack and Rose meeting for the first time, which, like... Uh, I mean, it's a good meet cute, I guess. She's trying to kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to kill herself. Yeah. That's that's a weird meet cute. Yeah. I do, I do, like, he does have good instincts when it comes to, like, you know, talking her off the edge, though. Yeah, but he does it like a... Like, I like how he, like, his means of getting close to her is just like, I'm going to throw my cigarette overboard. But the way he does it, and like this is going to be a visual on a podcast, so I'm going to have to explain it. But he looks at her and nods, like, "Is it okay?" I'm, I'm just it, 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 it. I'm it, just it, it. Look at it. It's like it's like when a cop is undercover and another cop is like, "Freeze! You're under arrest." And he's like, "Hold on, hold on, getting my badge, getting badge. I'm a cop. I'm a cop." Yep. <laughs> like, like that's what he's doing. It's like he's an undercover cop. He's a poop deck police officer. <laughs> I, uh, but, but I love how he's like, yeah, I fell in uh, at. Oh, that's one of the things that didn't exist. That lake was a man-made lake that didn't exist. Oh, whatever. <laughs> until 1917. Whatever. But he's like, yeah, I fell in, and the the water was really cold, and I couldn't breathe. It's like a thousand knives stabbing all over your body. Yeah, honestly, what he should have done reverse psychology and and pulled a Lucy from a do it do from it, disin- do it do it. <laughs> do it do it do it do it but like I do like later though when when you know she's like oh what do you think about me and he's like you wouldn't have jumped. <laughs> I was just waiting for like a little like the girl look on her face is like. Fuck you, dude. Um, just everything about their love story. A, it's a Disney love story because it happens right away. But it, like I said, it's believable in this instance. Um, at yeah. least the chemistry. Like I do. Like sh- th- like I said, this is the first encounter she's ever had with the guy who makes her feel good (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that that whole interaction and so like you know and hey it's a it's a small ship yeah but that's not (laughs) that whole interaction the next day when when they're like ride like a man 
drink like a man. Spit like a man. Spit like a man. Like, her American Southern accent is terrible. Her American accent for her first go-around isn't bad. She's a posh girl. I know. Like, <laughs> like She's I, been in finishing <laughs> school her whole life. But, oh, the reason why I wanted to talk about Molly Brown is because they always badmouth her, like, how annoying she is. But she's the kindest one of them all. She's the one who actually, like... It's that whole East Egg, West Egg thing. It's who, new money versus old money. Who cares? Wait, Are you talking about the characters themselves? Yeah, like how they treat her. Yeah, again, it's new money versus old money. Yeah, but... It's like you're not a member of the club. Honestly, I was waiting for her to basically... And they do make her, like, a part of, you know, their... Not by choice, just because yeah. she, like, tags along no matter what. Mm. Um, But I honestly thought she was going to proposition Leonardo DiCaprio and be like... Oh, yeah. I'm giving you this tuxedo. Yeah. You want to come to my stateroom later? He was in her stateroom. Remember? Because he's yeah, trying on the, the tuxedo. I know. I meant, like, after dinner. But it... He like they have did. dinner and then they have dessert. <laughs> um, but after after the dinner, when they go to the the Irish um hoedown, as I'm gonna call the it, the Irish hoedown. Oh, that it, it's totally an Irish hoedown. <laughs> um, but every time I see them dance and do this spin around thing, mm-hmm. all I can think of is Brooklyn Nine Nine and Amy and Jake's worst date bet. <laughs> and he's like, "Now we're gonna do the dance from Titanic." Wee insert clip. I couldn't find it. Ah, oh, damn it! I could. I I looked at. I tried to look it up as we were watching the movie to see if I could insert mm-hmm. it. Um, we'll just have to recreate it later. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love when when um we were watching the movie and Jack's like, "Oh, thank you for being my best gal and my best dance partner to that little girl." And you turn to me and you're like, "That girl dies." <laughs> She she's anytime there's a character that you get remotely attached to, hey, guess what? That person dies. (laughs) Guess what? They die. (laughs) Yeah, anytime we get attached to someone, you know they're gonna die. Yep. Like, aren't the Macy's the the people who invented Macy's who created Macy's? Yep. Yep. They actually did die on the Titanic. So they never got to see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, I think somebody either somebody figured out or James Cameron confirmed that they're the couple who you know dies in the bed like so, they you so know, they never got cute to see old the couple they never got to see the parade no they never got to see bullwinkle no or snoopy no or bart simpson no or when they uh do the musicals no. at the beginning to start the parade but their legacy lives on <laughs> oh so they never even got to see miracle on 34th street which is based after them mm. just saying yep they were too busy dying on the titanic yep Wait, the people who in, who created Macy's were that old couple? They were in like third class. No, they weren't. That 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 room was not that nice. I think they just found a room that they just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, remember they told a lot of people in in first class to which we should really be covering in the second. We will. Part we of will. This. <laughs> I mean, I like to believe that Jack and Rose are the reason why they hit the iceberg because those two guys were too busy watching them make out. No, no, it was really dark. They wouldn't have no, probably I know, I know. gave the signal in time. 
even then. But what they say is so gross. They're like, oh, it's chilly out here. And then like Jack and Rose are coming out of after. Oh, I feel warmer. <laughs> they must be warm. There's a love story I want to see. <laughs> Those two guys. Two guys in the crow's nest. Um, yeah, I can see it. Also, when when Jack, um, when they finally catch up, when the poop deck police catch up with Jack and Rose, mm-hmm. and they they um plant the well the the cow yeah cow's manservant there the one thing that drives me crazy is, is how gullible rose is that she would believe this guy who she just had sex with would steal from her well i mean you know they're trying to paint the picture of him as not only a thief but he's just like he's there for just you know to shag her and take her jewelry <laughs> But he's so baby like he's like he like he's only there for one thing, and he got that one thing. Yeah, but if that was the case, then then what what should have happened is if he truly was that way, as soon as the iceberg hit, he'd be like, you know what, I'm getting out of here, and he just takes one of the lifeboats and he jumps off. <laughs> Are you taking me with you? No. You were a bet. <laughs> no, were- but like that. What bothers me about that is that what does it matter? What does it matter? Like you you clearly care nothing for this man who's accusing him. Like you're you're only there to warn them of the, you know, iceberg. The ac- yeah, of the accident. And what I don't buy is that no one else in that room would have seen David Warner plant that. No, cuz he was in the hallway when he planted it. They were I all in the room. I thought they were walking into the no, room. No, no, the poop deck police were already in the room. Um well, then there should have been someone in the hall and been like, excuse me, sir, I just saw that guy plant something on you. You might no, want to check. No, no, no. <laughs> I would have loved for like a Larry David, like curb your enthusiasm style. <laughs> excuse like, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like someone trying to help, but just gets like someone into more trouble. Unfortunately, there are no body cams in this day and age. <laughs> just someone be like, uh, I just saw him plant something on you. Bump, bump, bump. Be great if it was that little girl <laughs> who danced with Leo. Oh yeah. I have something to say. <laughs> but uh no, it just really bothers me that Rose like wh- why why does she care? Why does she have this moment of doubt where she wants nothing to do with this guy all of a sudden like, "So what? You're not going to marry this guy. You hate this necklace. What what is what does it matter?" Also, you just had sex with Jack, and you're probably carrying his child now. 1912. That's not how that works. There's no protection. That's, she's not going to get pregnant on the first go around. I don't know. Although, I don't know. After Leo gets fake arrested by the fake police, I, I love to- Please, please, Scott. Poop deck police. I love watching Victor Garber with the blueprints running down the hall like he's about to rob the ship. I can ship. fix this. I can fix this. <laughs> like, like how many how many blueprints it'd be, it'd be great if he was just like his knees were just like like he was doing that awkward like He old... had ten blueprints. Yeah. He had like ten blueprints. Yeah. And that's when you get like the darkest line that ends tape one. Yeah, where the you're captain- going to get your headline, Mister Esme. Yeah. Well, I believe you may get your headlines, Mister Esme. Oh, and we didn't even talk about Esme is played by um 
Jonathan Hyde, who played Cadbury in in Richie Rich. Yeah. And I love his interaction with Rose early on in the film where she's like he's like, I wanted to build the biggest boat. Have you I heard about to, Freud? I wanted to build the girthiest boat I could. I wanted it to be erect in defiance of God. <laughs> and she's like, Have you heard of Freud? Is he a passenger on the ship? <laughs> but but you know who, who that guy is, right? From mm-hmm. Jumanji. It's Yes, I know. I know. It's Van Pelt. Yeah. Uh, so weird. It's so weird seeing him as Cadbury Van Pelt and the man who destroyed the Titanic. Because he's the reason why the Titanic sinks. Well, Be- I don't know if that's historically accurate. I know they wanted to push the engines, but I don't know if it was because of a specific individual. It, yeah, it was Esme. Because Esme was the benefactor. Yeah, in the movie, but I don't know if that's like I wouldn't put truth. it past James Cameron. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm sure he probably did his due diligence. Uh, excuse me. I had chili earlier. <laughs> the only thing that wasn't accurate was Jack and Rose. Well, which, yeah. Which, it's so weird that the first hour and a half of the movie is just this weird love story. Mm. And then, like... The you mean the whole movie? <laughs> the second half is, is all these people well, this, dying. Yeah, the second half is just, like... And Death the and sinking district. begins. Like, it's just... I just find it so odd. The weirdest place for two people to fall it's in love. It's literally like musical chairs, but with lifeboats. And there was music. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> it, we'll get there in part two. Yep. But yeah. Any last thoughts? Um. Hmm. And we'll do Any bagels in the next thoughts? episode. I want to get so rich... That people will peel my fruit for me. Did you notice that? Yes. Did you notice in in that scene where they're having dessert that the the dessert tray rolls by and there's like there's these like they're not cannolis because they're really skinny. They're just skinny cannolis, and then there's peeled oranges. I want to be that rich. I want to be that rich where people will peel my fruit for me. That's the dream. That's how I know I've made it. Yeah, but today it would just be some some hipster with a man bun named. I'll I'll settle for I'll I'll settle for whoever. My name is Kilvevin. Kilvevin. It's a combination of Kyle and Kevin. I like it. <laughs> Here, take this orange. Peel it. Take this mango. Do you want to hear about the Slice IPA that me. I brewed? Take these cherries and individually take the pits out of them. Uh. I, I just find it funny that that there's so much retconning and so much like like of convenience to get people in certain areas. Mm. Like the reason why Jack is where Rose is is because he needed a smoke. The reason why they even got on the ship is because he got a, a lucky hand of poker. <laughs> like it's just convenience after convenience and the 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 first if I was to title the the first dvd slash vhs it would be convenience and the second one would be titled inconvenience no you came up with a different title like steamy yeah (laughs) the steamening the the steamy and then the second one is the The sinky (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah like 
there there are other conveniences like the the way that that Rose um how easy she gets in touch with Bill Paxton like there's no way that she would have no if she like i mean they could easily confirm if she was a survivor of Titanic well no no least... how i'm saying how she got his phone number the news wouldn't release that to her no the news probably put them in touch. That's so somehow. weird. It, it's just plot convenience. the movie. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the second half is definitely inconvenience of the movie. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's coming up. Mm. So yeah. Until next time, I'm Scott Carlin. And I'm not a French girl. Bye. Oh, wait, I made that joke already. Yeah. You gotta come up with a new one before I, I say know, bye again. I know. I try so hard. Bye. Bye. <laughs>